Hi, and welcome to What's Your Deal? I'm your host, Ariana Lenarski. This is the podcast where we read tarot for special guests to find out where they've been and where they're going. And we're going behind the scenes today. Oh, gosh. (laughs) With my producer, Annalise Nelson, who also is a producer here at Studio 71. Correct. What are some of your other podcasts that you produce? Oh, I work on a podcast called popular music the podcast where we break down pop music pick like a different song from any era and just talk about why honestly like pop music is great and people shit on it all the time so we we just are like yeah we like britney spears it's fine don't worry about it and you're also a musician i am yeah yeah i write i also write pop songs Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm a big pop advocate that's kind of rare these days i feel yes well i think it makes sense because i feel like people think that uh pop music takes away like from artistry and like has like diverted and it becomes like the thing that's anything that is mass produced and mass enjoyed I think is usually looked down upon a little bit because Mm it usually kind of like swallows up everything and all the space and then people think that people aren't listening to like indie music but now like indie artists make pop Mm -hmm. and uh it's kind of like all the lines are being blurred so I'm I'm trying to kind of be like well who cares what it's called like as long as it's fun to listen to and enjoyable like why not? Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to mention this. I know uh, you haven't made a decision yet. Mm-hmm. Can I talk about the band name that you guys were throwing around? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it was really cute. Yeah. You guys were considering being called the planets. Yes. And that is the name. The that mini we, planets. Yeah. Like the mini planets. So we each are going to have like a, uh, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about <laughs> it, but uh but yeah, we're each going to have like a different like planet associated with ourselves. Uh, so I'm Neptune Elise. Um, Amazing. And I'm going to dress like all in blue and just have. How'd you choose Neptune? I love Neptune. I've always weirdly loved Neptune. Interesting. Do you I have any Pisces in your chart anywhere? It's in my fifth house. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't that a good, I, like that's like a good place for Pisces. Yes, yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. That's like where you. Yeah, the fifth house is all about having fun and like the spotlight, actually. Well, like it's performing. And isn't it kind of like create, creative base? Yeah, like, it's very like, much. so I, I like yeah. that it's like that dreamy part. Of it. It's probably what I like to make yeah. like synth wave and stuff. So it's. That's so sweet. Yeah. And you also have been. Do you read tarot currently or are you just kind of practicing reading? I am just yourself? practicing on my own. So it's funny because when I'm so when I'm in the booth when you're recording, I have my laptop up and I'm taking notes for, you know, the podcast itself, but then concurrently, I'm also like writing down like like so, you know, major arcana is this and minor arcana is this. <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah, making myself little notes so that I can study them at my own time. Do you feel bold enough to give a reading today? Oh, no, no, just in general. Oh, somebody. Oh, honestly. Uh, well, that'd be funny if I forced you to read my tarot. That, that would be, be kind of fucked mortifying. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have like I've read I've done like ba- very basic like past, present, future readings for people very close to me. So like my mom, mm-hmm. uh, my grandma and my roommate but I try I'm not I'm only doing it with people that I feel comfortable with and I feel comfortable kind of riffing with because otherwise I think the more since it is new to me the more I'm in my head I think the less effective I would be at it mm-hmm. so um I have to just be at ease and that's yeah. it's hard to come by it gets pretty personal obviously yes and I have to know them I feel like it's good to know them well enough and obviously sitting like in the booth and watching you do your thing um 
you know, I certainly know that it helps when you know the person and you're able to kind of like, I mean, it doesn't either, it doesn't matter either way because I've seen you just be spot on regardless. But, uh, when it comes to, uh, yeah, when it comes to actually like having a really like solid insight, I think it does help to say like, oh, like with my roommate, I'm like, I know you're going on a trip. So right. you so, like to yeah. have a little background info along with the cards. It is kind of like a cheat sheet, <laughs> but uh, well, it's nice. They say we all really know, like deep down, we we know everything. That's yeah. what they say. That that apparently the highest state of like knowledge or whatever people are always like, oh, it's Nirvana. But this woman I read, Rachel Pollock, who writes this book called 78 Degrees of Tarot, she's like, no, Nirvana is just part of, it's just a step. It's not the actual like be all end all, but people think oh, it is. And actually beyond Nirvana. Because people do treat it like that. Oh, totally. But she says you can experience Nirvana, but that's not the last step. Beyond Nirvana, you're supposed to, what, what comes after Nirvana for some, not well, for like mm-hmm. no one, is complete certainty at all times <laughs> of what's going to happen. <laughs> Which, and she kind of framed it like very few people are ever able to do this. I was like, Who? also that like, brings I, me no peace. Like I wouldn't why? want that. I don't want to <laughs> know with absolute certainty everything that's going to happen because because it would you wouldn't feel like you had a way to prevent it if it was bad or something like that. Well, and then I just think that I don't it know. Takes the fun out. It of takes life? the fun out of it. I think one that's terrifying because then yes, I feel like at the end of the day, if you know everything that's going to happen, then you can't change it then it almost you feel like futile right like like nothing you do you know, could affect the future no i've been talking about time travel lately or is it the opposite <laughs> that when you do know what's going to happen then you can understand how your actions could affect the future and I'm therefore pretty sure you that's could, what that's, that's too much power no one should have that much power that's apparently i'm making huge quotes the power that we all have and that we it's up to us to become responsible enough to take on all this power. It's a real drag. But you know what? No, but then it's funny. I'm taking it back because then I think, well, that's just what we do anyway, right? To some degree. Like what? whether it's conscious or not, the idea of saying to yourself, like, hey, my future is my own and I am responsible for my own actions and my behavior. So if I take this path, I mean, this is any any big decision you make in life is that kind of conversation with yourself of if I do this then this could happen and if I do this then this other thing could happen um so I guess then that that last step past nirvana is just the knowledge of certainty of what will occur rather than just like a guess and check thing right so we're all kind of trying to figure out what the next move would be anyway yes so which is mm, fine I know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the human condition, I guess. What What do you th- think had got you sort of into witchcraft and stuff like that? Um, I think just always, I I I feel a lot. I feel a lot, and I feel really intensely. And I think it was a way for me to have a better understanding of what's happening. And when you say you feel a lot, do you also feel like you could sense stuff? That other people were feeling. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not. I don't see things because I've I've met people who see things, but I, I am. I feel pretty in tune with um, with what is like the uh, what is unspoken, like in mm-hmm. a room, like between two people that I'm not even talking to, um, or um, 
with the person across from me, which is why it will drive me crazy if like someone's saying one thing, but like clearly feeling another thing. Cause I'm just like, I can't, can I can't force this out of you. It's not <laughs> my place, but I wish you would just be honest. Um, so, and then also just, I, but I also am a very like, uh, anxious and nervous person. So it was a way for me to try to like sort out, okay, how much of this is what I am sensing and what is real? And then how much of this is just me being paranoid, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that it helped kind of give me like a grounded sense of like, hey, what you feel is valid. It's not, it's not a joke. Like this is happening. Um, But also let's sort through it all. Mm -hmm. And I kind of use it as like a therapeutic tool. And I've actually, I talked to my therapist about like Mm -hmm. working with tarot now and she's just like, no, that's great. Like she's been super supportive. So, yeah. I wonder if a lot of therapists lately have had to contend with the rise of like astrology and tarot lately. I'm sure. Because it must be coming in. I, so many people tell me that they come they come and sit down and they're like, oh, I was just talking about this with my therapist. Yeah. Like all the time. I Especially in certain communities, I know that I still talk to my childhood therapist who's in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, we Skype. Um and certain communities like Boulder or like L.A., I'm sure that they're they they're have just, to because I'm sure they just hear it. Um, what do you feel like you know the least about when it comes to like astrology, crystals? Oh, my gosh. Tarot. Definitely crystals. I don't really know anything about like I have a I few. I don't really either. Like I look at the little, you know, when you go to like a store and they'll give you a little mm-hmm. piece of paper that says this is supposed to manifest this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I like that. Um so when I do, you know, I, I I light my Palo Santo and I like do my little like I pull my card before I go to bed. Um, oh, is that the, is that your typical ritual that's, right that's now? That's what I've been doing. It's like before I go to sleep. So I have it. Wow, that's kind of bold to do before going to sleep. Does it ever filter into your dreams? Um, it hasn't yet. Um, but I've been remembering my dreams more, which is I very unusual. Like I usually forget. Or not forget. Well, I guess it would be forget. I usually don't wake up with my dreams in mind. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I've been remembering more, but I kind of like having it there. So when I wake up, it's it's in there somewhere because when I usually when I wake up, I just kind of like my day just starts and it gets ahead of me. And I want something that's the seed. I want the seed to have been planted. It's really cool. So that's a, uh, that's a good idea to do tonight before. I've never heard of that. But, um, um, also, I'm just terrible with morning rituals. So I'm like, you're well, like, you I'm know, you have to nighttime do nighttime rituals. But yeah, so I have my crystals out and I'm like, I don't really know what any of these do. I should probably look it up. So mm. <laughs> to be, you know, respectful yeah, and to understand so. <laughs> what I'm doing, but uh, but yeah. So, have you ever lucid dream dreamt? Lucid yes. Dreamt? Oh my god, lucid dreaming. It's only happened to me like three times, but it is like the greatest feeling. But usually, when Were it's you trying to, to me, do it, yes. Okay. How do um, how do you do it? It's more well. It's more of that I knew it was happening. Like I recognized that it was happening, and I'm like, oh, I am lucid dreaming right now. I'm going to make out with this person. That's like, really <laughs> funny. Wow. I'm like, if I could, like, I'm going to pick a celebrity and I'm like going to make out with this person. Was the person there? Or did or, or did you like conjure them in the dream? I conjured them. <laughs> but then they like went away because I, when I've had lucid dreaming, it's not something that I feel like it's like a thought that connects to another thought that connects to another thought that connects to another thought. So it happened for a moment and then I had an impulse of like, oh, I want to I want to be an airplane now. So then I like immediately became an airplane and I started like flying and around you were like, oh, I'm in control. You realized I was in control. But I think that my impulses were so quick that it right, felt right. kind of chaotic, even though I yeah. was in control, if that makes sense. Yes, totally. Yeah. But it's really. Yeah, it's really fun. Have you? 
Yeah, my friend just gave me a tip that because I, I've been waking up at like 4.30 in the morning just every just night, which I hate it. I like I, I, I don't like it at all. It's very like the veil is thin. It always feels like someone's trying to come through Ooh, or something. Are you, like, is it just, has this just been very recently that this has been um, occurring or has it been happening for a while? Like, maybe like the last couple of years, I think. Okay. And I'm like not into that shit. Like I'm not really into like... <laughs> I don't want to see or hear anything like that's not no. something I want. But my friend was like, well, when you wake up, you should do a crossword puzzle and then fall back asleep and you'll be able to lucid dream. I know. Because apparently it engages the right, the, the, the quote, right, not like left and right, but like wrong and right, the right okay. side of your brain to get wow. you focused on lucid dreaming. And so I woke up in the middle of the night. And I didn't grab a crossword. I just imagined doing a crossword puzzle <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like amazing. a clue for a second. And then I fell back asleep and I was awake in the dream. But I was struggling to I couldn't conjure things. I knew I was awake, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I was trying to create a baby carrier like in my hand because mm -hmm. there was a baby and I wanted to put the baby in the carrier and I was like I know I can do this and I, I was holding my hand out as if I could hold it and closing my eyes and trying to feel the baby carrier and it wouldn't appear in my hands and I would be like how can I get this it's because you you just imagined the crossword puzzle it's because you didn't because I didn't actually the do crossword the crossword puzzle <laughs> well my friend you try to said, cheat your brain I know my friend said oh you have to look for it and then you'll like oh. if you 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 think baby care and then look around and see where it is and it'll appear it'll appear. It's almost like it's in your brain. You just have, you have to, to find the find right it. space. That's so cool. I know. And I was but like, also oh. incredibly frustrating because yeah, it's like yeah. it involves so much work. Well, it's funny uh. too to think like, um, or well, it's kind of less work because I was I was trying to be like a a wizard. I kept throwing my hand out to try to like create yeah something and nothing was happening and I was like this sucks like. <laughs> It's my dream. Like I should be able By to do. By the way, this. I like am picturing you with like a wizard cap on, just like in like an oversized flowing like robe. Yeah, just be like, like try to do this. It's not working. Um. So I want to try that. I want to try that experiment and get and see if it works. And the other time, I was able to do it. Oh, that was something interesting too. My friend said, if you can be in an enclosed space, it's easier mm -hmm. to create things if you're in a like wide open space you're outside yeah. there's too many variable variables going on and your brain can't like kind of do what it hmm. wants you to do but if you're like in a little if you're in your own room or something like that then you can do whatever you want so the other time i lucid dreamt i had a my my cell phone in my hand and i looked down and it was like all wobbly and weird and i was like oh i think i'm dreaming and so i tried to text my friend mm -hmm. amanda like that I was dreaming to see if she could get it in real life, but obviously she didn't. Holy shit, that's a great <laughs> idea. That's yeah. kind of great. Cause you ever do you have you ever had a dream like right before you wake up? And maybe it's because we just live in a world now where we like check our devices so quickly after coming into the conscious sphere, as you will as you would. Uh that like right as you're waking up, you like have a text from somebody, but then you don't have a text. I mean, it's like it's like not actually oh that God. exciting, but you don't have a text from them. <gasps> No, I've never had that happen. It's That's actually so a terrible spooky. feeling because it's like sometimes you'll think like, oh, no, it'll either be good or bad in the sense of like maybe there's someone you want to hear from. Mm -hmm. And then you think that you've heard from them and then you wake up and you're like, oh, I definitely didn't get a text. But then sometimes you're like you think it's like a bad text like from your mm -hmm. boss or from, you know what I mean? And then you wake up and you're like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Like that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like 
I'm still employed. That's <laughs> oh, that's that's really spooky. I, I I haven't had that, but I've noticed that if I'm in limbo, sleep limbo, I can tell when a text is coming in. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the I'll be like oh, I'm about to get a text right now, and then I'll get the text, and I can't tell if it's if that's just happening at the very at the same time, and time is just moving weird because I'm exhausted and in limbo. So it could I be. I don't know. I like to think of it the other. I like to think that you're predicting the text. Let's just <laughs> well, go with I, that. I honestly think it's like the Wi-Fi or something like the subtle whatever. I don't know how do text work. It I could be. How is this? How is this stuff flying around? I don't think anyone knows. I think nobody it's literally crazy. That, nobody knows. Like, <laughs> someone the other day was saying that vibes are just Wi-Fi and that you can like tap into. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's true. I think that's so, true. So what do you want to get your tarot read about today? Ooh. Um, hmm. Can it be kind of like, I feel like this is like the main thing that people ask about, but like kind of like a two-pronged thing sort of, or okay. does it have to be like one thing? We can ask about two things. I, I often say that usually the spread will show you what you need to see. That's true. But Then let's just go. Let's just swing big. Let's go with love life. Okay. Let's just do it. Okay. That's what we're going to do. I haven't done it in a while, so yeah. Okay. Great. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to read the tarot of Annalise Nelson. Welcome back to What's Your Deal? We are about to read the tarot. Your lips just trembled. (laughs) We're about to read the tarot of my very own producer, Annalise. Are you nervous? A little bit. I mean, I think I haven't done, um, like, I've you know, obviously I sit and I watch so many of these readings happen. Um, and I think it's uh, it's different to be on this side of, uh, of the mic. <laughs> it's not so easy, is it? No. <laughs> okay, go ahead and shuffle these guys. Okay. I don't know how to actually shuffle cards, so okay, I just do fine. it like this. Cause... That's fine. So we're going to do some love life. Yes, yeah, some love Pins life and love see life. and just... I've been kind of like like trying to like let go of things more of just like okay. being like, hey, what will be will be like that's kind of been my my more, more recent attitude of like, hey, like it's Not all try good. To control things. Yes, because uh, I have a lot of uh, half of my half of my chart, like four, I think four of my signs are fixed and the other four are mutable. So you can imagine that's exhausting. Uh-huh. So half of me is like, it's fine. Just go with the flow, baby girl. And then the other half is like, no, we got to know what's happening. <laughs> You have a Leo moon, right? Sorry. I have a Leo sun and an Aries moon. And the Aries right. moon and the Scorpio rising are always fighting. The Aries moon is like, just be open. Just talk about it. Let's get it out there. And the Scorpio, the Scorpio sun or rising is like, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's it. Okay. I know I shuffled for a while, but. So you have a tattoo that says, let it be. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh... No, on the other hand, it's like control everything. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. With your left hand, go ahead and cut it to three separate piles then with that same hand put it back together in the order that you choose i'm gonna say a brief prayer over these cards okay we're gonna do celtic cross i saw this guy so we've got the page of pentacles and the king of swords i saw both those guys as we were shuffling mm. i see a lot of reverse one. stuff yeah, oh I no do. i do a lot of reversals no that's fine that's fine Okay. A lot of swords. A lot of swords. So there's a lot of like mental, mental force stuff Ooh. going on. Got the world. We have tower. Oh, man. <laughs> the reverse Queen of Pentacles. No, that's a good place for the tower, actually. Okay. Reverse three months. Okay. 
So no cups, so no, no love. cups. Yeah, <laughs> it's fascinating that there's no cups. Well, let's see. It seems to be saying this is really interesting. Spread for love. So on some level, well, we do have cups. We have cups in the past position. Oh, that's true. That's reversed, great. So. <laughs> yeah, reverse ten of cups in the past position. So I'm trying to get a sense for what all this is about. So the reversed Ten of Cups in the past position. So tens always indicates an end of cycles, as we talk about. Mm -hmm. Cups represents the heart. And this card shows the happy family holding out their hands as the rainbow arches overhead. So in general, it's very much like the epitome of cups. That's like, everything's great. Mm -hmm. When it's reversed, I don't know. I think it could... Because I'm not seeing any of their cups in the spread, sometimes in the past position, um, if a card is reversed, it's just like, this is ended, like, you know, mm -hmm. we're moving on. But to me, I kind of feel like it's saying you haven't yet, you haven't yet let go of this emotional cycle that you've been experiencing, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. There's still some lingering feelings or whatever you are feeling. It just, the door hasn't yet closed yeah. for some reason. And I think, like, it's not necessarily totally your fault. Like, the, I know you kind of gasped when the tower came up. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. But... <laughs> it's like if the tower or the devil show up, it's kind of like, ooh. Yeah, but you got the tower in your environment. So it's like, the th and you are represented by the world. So to me, the tower in your environment position is showing that. And it's like only one of two major arcana in the entire deck. There's just a lot of fallout from people in your life. There's a lot that you don't really have, well, we've talked about this a little bit, that you don't mm -hmm. have control over. Like the lives of people around you are totally falling apart. <laughs> and like, where, where, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> for you, you're kind of good. You know what I mean? Like you're represented by the world. So you have more of an ability to like synthesize and integrate and find beautiful solutions mm -hmm. for everything. So you might be being a little hard on yourself in terms of like what you are perceiving to be the chaos of your world is more just like the structures of people's lives are totally changing around you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it maybe is like taking on that a little bit. Like sure. when you're around those people yeah. and you're like, oh, no, this is fine. Like, like I can I can deal with this. But then on the inside, I'm like, but like mm, that's not really part of what I want or. Yeah, it's really not. It's not, um, but it, I mean, since you're represented by the world, you can't help but assimilate their chaos into your own life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not just one person, you know, it's like, it's a major arcana, so it's like. Oh, no, this is like I mean? a personality thing. Like, this is definitely yes. something that uh, I am very familiar with. <laughs> so it looks like, so at the heart of the matter, the reversed page of pentacles mm -hmm. and the king of swords. So when the page of pentacles is upright, He's a little messenger that comes along to kind of help you be practical and make your dreams a reality. And there is some element of patience and trust with the Page of Pentacles. So if I was going to say that it's related to a um, love spread, there's this kind of notion that when the Page of Pentacles is reversed, that and it, for coming from the Ten of Cups where this cycle hasn't yet closed, it's kind of showing that they're, you're not yet willing to trust 
in some ways, whether it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're not yet ready to take that first step. Actually, it doesn't seem logical to you to do that. The yeah. King of Swords comes King of uh, the King of Swords versus the Page of Pentacles is not a fair fight. Like the King of Swords is so um, detached and he does that so that he can accurately like assess everything. Yeah. But he's so removed from the heart. There's really nothing farther from the Page of Pentacles. Like the Page of Pentacles represents the feet. King of Swords represents the mind. And he's like, you know, fully matured architect of mental force. Yeah. And the little Page of Pentacles is like just barely getting started. So it seems as though you psychologically cut down anything that might bring love into your life before you can even have the first step. Mm. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you tell you give yourself a reason why you cut it down before there's even the chance. Yeah. To take the first step. Yeah. Is what that seems like. And maybe it's almost like for it to be at the heart of the matter is like, how can I stop doing that? Basically. Yeah. Like, well, I've been known to like if I go out with someone and I don't feel it. We, we've talked about this before. Like if I don't feel something like pretty soon, mm -hmm. I usually don't explore it any further because I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to waste your time. And I don't you know, it's not about really it's not even really about my time. Like I don't want to. uh if especially I feel like the other person would be interested in in seeing me again, mm -hmm. I feel like, well, why would I go out with you again? Because I feel like that's not that's being dishonest. Like I use that word of like, I'm not being honest if I'm going out with you again. But maybe that could be Mr. King of Swords being mm -hmm. like, well, it's not logical to go on another date with someone that you don't have feelings with. But then it's like, but maybe you don't know yet because you're not comfortable with them yet. And yes, you nothing's don't, developed yet. Nothing's developed yet. Yeah. Especially if it's only the first date, it's like who is normal on a first date? Like, no, especially holy shit. like I hate, I really hate using apps because I feel like it's <laughs> kind of like mating in captivity, um, a little bit because you're just like here, here's this gay person or here's this queer person, here's this other queer person, go, go forth and be happy and don't procreate. But you know, I'm curious if there's anything else. I'm gonna pull one clarifying card for this center's position. If there's anything else. Yeah, it's that's what we're talking about. You got reverse Ace of Wands as well. So yes, so the King of Swords is brutally chopping down anything that could possibly develop. Oh, <laughs> but it's basically just because if he, you know, this since this cycle is a, this past emotional cycle is still affecting you so much. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in the conscious position, the reverse six of wands. So there's a feeling of this card is pretty binary here. When he's upright, he's like this guy's sitting on his horse with his laurels and he's riding into the sunset. He's like, quote, one, whatever his battle was. When it's reversed, there's a feeling of like, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like victory and failure. <laughs> like, yeah. those, it's like, ugh. Uh, not as it's not as it's not as like. Um, emo as oh I'm a failure in love it's like not like that it's more just like all's fair in love and war and I like in this yeah. I lost this battle <laughs> yeah you know that's um, that's conscious yeah like you're aware of that yeah Um, in the more unconscious position another sword ace of swords so aces always feel like portals to me and swords is a challenging portal Swords is always challenging. So there's this, you sense deep down that there's this need now 
to use swords energy in a way that really helps you stop self-sabotaging yourself using its very very clear energy to work for you in a way that is going to plant a seed in you that sprouts in the form of like knowing your personal story in a way that's not going to do what you've been doing which is plugging things up before they can even start so let me see so in the near future is the first page of swords i'm going to pull a couple clarifying cards for that as well I know. I feel like I've stumped you. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Not stumped. Like you're, just, no, you're doing great. It's I just, just like, odd. It's just a weird it's spread. It's odd that it's so mental. But that makes sense because so, I overthink everything. Yeah. I mean, I get I get now. We got a pretty we got a pretty strong answer when I just pulled these clarifying Ooh. cards. Reverse page of swords. So reverse page of swords, he's not always that careful with his speech. Like he tends to. He can be he's a funny dude. Um, when the page of swords is upright, he's, uh, you know, all pages are messengers. So he's a message. He brings challenges, um, but he also can bring along the message to like have fortitude and to really like keep your head up in the situation and to keep going and stuff like that. Yeah. When it's reversed, it can be a little bit like gossipy or like small talk in a way that isn't helpful towards yourself. So, um, or, or talking shit like page of swords reverse is talking shit <laughs> i love that <laughs> <laughs> and so i was curious like what does that have to do with what what's happening and so we pulled reversed four of cups which is the guy that's sitting underneath the tree classic like can't move on card um he's staring at his three cups <laughs> as another little cloud comes along to hand him another cup but it's reversed so it's saying like the way to not kind of get lost in this harsh the harshness that you're bringing on yourself or to mm-hmm. others, the detachment that you're bringing, the King of Swords is bringing, is to not miss the miracle. That's the notion of this card. Yeah, Cups is bringing along. Yeah, love really is coming to you. The Empress is. I pulled the Empress to clarify. So she's a pretty strong indicator of what this is trying to hit you over the head with. <laughs> is there's elements of receiving that are important for you to start to acknowledge yeah where are you not receiving (laughs) yeah because she just lays down she just lays back and lets everything kind of come to her yeah which which makes it make sense that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean i I, i'm definitely more comfortable being in the like purse like the giver the pursuer And then if I'm ever in a position where I am the receiver, I don't know what to do with it. It's very uncomfortable. Yes, it's very uncomfortable. I really relate. I had a long time with the Empress that I just didn't get it. Like I I kept pulling it and I just didn't understand what it really meant to receive or to like mm-hmm. be magnetic or to be um, confident in my own like creative abilities and stuff like that yeah it's a lot to do with like she's she's literally pregnant in the in this card i mean i don't want you to get pregnant but like <laughs> i mean eventually but eventually. Uh, yeah not not now no there's just this sense of like the way to let go is to start receiving which is <sighs> kind of a lot yeah no but that's good that's really good <laughs> that's really good to hear i like things that are hard to hear but they're they're always good Yes. They're always good. I mean, it seems like you're in a good place. Like we were talking about, okay, so we were talking before you're represented by the world, which is like two thumbs up. Like the world's great. 
world gets it. The world is feeling really plugged into your community, feeling really like you're a part of something greater than yourself. It's it's like the end of the journey of the fool and tarot. I love the world. Um, again, not always easy though when the tower is raging all around you. That's in your environment. Yeah. So again, like no, no, uh, uh, way to control that. Reverse Queen of Pentacles and hopes and fears. All right. So here's why it's so difficult for you to receive as the Empress asks you to do. So when the Queen of Pentacles is reversed, she she does not have self-trust. Normally when she's upright, she's able to tap into the energy of the earth really easily. Mm -hmm. She very much connects to the world, to the seasons, to um, practical matters. She represents the material world. And when it's reversed, and the reason she's able to do that is she trusts very, she she's very sure that she's connected. I mean, she's she's very close to that person in the world. She's very sure that she's connected to practical matters in the real world and that she'll always be okay and that there's always going to be enough. Yeah. And when it's reversed, there's a lack of self-trust. Like the ide the idealism is skewed in some ways. And it Ugh. seems, I know, <laughs> sorry, we're going pretty deep. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> And it seems like it is, I would guess, self-trust around receiving. Like somehow you're not going to be able to do it or something. Like you're not going to be able to like. Sorry, I'm to get out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because I think what's happened sometimes is that I'll start to feel something and then like it feels real. And mm -hmm. then I'll be like, oh, I, I've never done this before. I don't know how to do this. And I don't, I've, it's, and and the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, I definitely can't do this because I've gone this many years without right. doing it. And yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really spooky. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's so much to we have to sort of like be okay with being babies. Yeah. It's like a really big thing with love is being fine with not knowing what you're doing and trusting that the other person is going to like not lose their mind yeah that you can't control how they're going to react to you not knowing what you're doing yeah well because there have been times where i've like tried to be vulnerable with people and i've said hey like believe it or not like at my not advanced age but like i'm kind of actually what's funny is i meet a lot of people who are like kind of in my similar situation and haven't like had a whole lot of like connections or relationships um at various ages it's actually much more common than you think but um i think i I'm hard on myself for that. And so like, I feel like I, I'm, I'm the person that's like, got to get all my table or my cards on the table, like right away. So when I tell people like very early on, like, Hey, like I might want to like take things slow. Like I've gotten kind of like negative reactions oh, to that in the past where it's like, Oh, well we don't have to like, do, like it's almost like defensive. And I'm like, not trying to like, I, I don't, I don't mean for that to happen. Oh, I'm the just other kinda, person like, takes it personally or something. Yes. Like and I don't, I don't, I don't mean for that at all. I just am saying like, Hey, like, this is all new. So mm -hmm. uh, let's just hang out and like kind of see what develops. Mm -hmm. um, well, that could be possible to reframe it as, again, it's not really your fault if people take it personally. But the more that you can be like, I feel blank. Yeah. I feel blank. And then people can't really argue. Instead of this sort yeah. of emotional labor of like, hey, let me dictate how this will go so I can stay in control. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like, I feel scared that I'm not going to know what I'm doing. Yeah. I feel worried that I'm not, um, what's the word, like, experienced enough for you. Yeah. 
And you don't have to say anything else beyond that. And yeah. then, then, then you can tell a little bit more if this person's jackass or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's one thing to take, I, you know, I sort of feel the same way where I like to move really slowly and um, I feel like it's hard to express that yeah. because people do take it personally and think that you don't like them or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, no, I really can't go any faster. Like, yeah. I really can't. Yeah. It but, has nothing to do with the other person yeah. at all. But sometimes it's, it at least to me, makes me feel comfortable if I just say how I'm feeling because that can't really be argued with or if someone takes that personally, I can just fucking walk away. You oh, totally. I mean? totally. So, and it looks like the overall comment that you're getting here, reverse three of wands. So it's just kind of gently saying that a lot of what you might be worried about is not is causing you to not like think long term. Basically, yeah. it's very close, very myopic worries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if this? It's kind of like anxiety. Like, well, what if this? Then this, and this, and this. You know what I mean? Like, you're mm-hmm. quote. It's funny that I'm gonna say this, but you're like fortune telling before you can really know how things are actually gonna unfold. Yeah. So when three of wands is upright, he's this leader that is ready to walk off into his new adventure, and he's kind of been there before. He he knows the pitfalls that could happen, but he's willing to kind of go along and know that obstacles that arise are all a part of the adventure essentially right yeah and he's got his goal in mind he's got this like long eye so i think it's just trying to say the first thing to do is to just practice this the way for you to feel way for you to kind of let go of this last emotional cycle and the way for you to not feel like you have to um protect yourself mm-hmm is to practice receive practicing trusting that you can receive yeah and not have um expectations beyond that is that easy no yeah <laughs> i wouldn't want to take that advice <laughs> no but no but it's helpful cuz it's like sometimes when you this not nothing here is something that like i don't know <laughs> but um i think it's m- way more helpful than to get something that you're like, oh man, I have no idea what this is talking about. Like, I think yeah. that I would rather have the, like the tough love talk from the, from this read. Um, because obviously I understand like my patterns and like what I've been going through. Um, cause then it almost feels like validating cause mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, this is what I'm going through and that's, it's okay. Like, and this is, there's, there's a way out of it. Oh it's yeah. Not, it doesn't have to be this perpetuating cycle that just goes on and on and on. Like, yes, definitely so. not. It's just surprising to me how mental it is. There's much more going on mentally in your love life than maybe well because I think acknowledged when the the mental thing is the only thing that gets in my way. Like I when I love, I love very deeply. It's more of just like understanding how to place that love in myself in the right way and how to deal with that love in the right way because it's it's almost just like removing. It's almost like not getting rid of all of the swords, but just being like, okay, these are the blocks that you placed up, Mm -hmm. and you don't need them. Like you're okay. Like you can love. You're the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's almost like accept that as your role. Like you can actually, yeah. you're more fluid than you realize and just tr- trust yourself, you know, yeah. the reverse queen who yeah. is like not as connected as, as she needs to be. So just to let yeah, that Yeah, it's happen. interesting that that's where the fear is lying. Yeah. The fear and the hope. Very interesting. Oh, it all makes sense. Mm, thank you. You're so welcome. I hope that... <laughs> 
I don't know. I hope I hope that this pans out. No, no, it's <laughs> I. It's very helpful, and I will definitely off mic give you updates. Oh, great! Yeah, <laughs> they, I want to know as more. They go. Yeah, yeah, you were making a lot of faces that made me want to know what I was yeah. uh, hitting on. Yeah. Um, where can people find you if they want to? Oh boy! Well, they can find listen to your music or anything. Yeah, I'm. I have a pop album out right now on uh, on all the things. It's called. It's by my my last band, Anabot. It's called Mongrel. And uh, that's on uh, that's at anabot.bandcamp.com, or you can find anabot a n a b o t bandcamp.com, or on Spotify or wherever. Um, and then you can find uh, my podcast is Pop Music Podcast on all the things, or you can find me at la la lanalise on Instagram. And I have a Twitter, but I'm never on it. So great! Please go yes. follow Lanalise and listen to all her music. And I also give tarot readings. I never talk about this. You should, on the yeah. Show. Um, I need yeah, to okay, shut this producer out. hat on. I actually yeah. literally have a hat on right now. That's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, can you be talking more about it? <laughs> so I, can, I do give readings, which I don't know why I've never ever said this on this podcast before, but you can find me. You can either email me at dreamcitytarot at gmail and ask for a reading or for my rates, or you can contact me on Twitter at dreamcitytarot. And message me and I'll send you my rates. And yeah, yeah. I don't know why I've never ever promoted that before, but should be. I I prom I Make give your readings. Money. I give readings. Make your money. <laughs> Thanks everybody. This has been What's Your Deal? And we'll see you next time. Bye.